Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Onyx Box. Well, so when has been gone, we're still kinda in the vibe. Said hello to the ancestors. Start to get ready because well the next Sabbath is you so winter is coming my dears. Anyway, I hope you had a good week so far. It's Monday. Actually, I'm recording this at Thursday, but for you guys it's Monday. Hope you had a good week so far. And today I decided to bring some stories about me. Like, I'm actually starting this kind of series of young Onyx tales. Because I see that you guys seem to like that a lot and well, I like telling stories and there is this thing that usually older people don't like listening to my life stories because they say I live too little to have stories to tell. But anyways, I'm going to tell you some stories, very short, about very specific times when I was a child, when I was a kid. What is a kid for me? Anyone who is under 13. So, like at, at four years old, you stop actually being a baby and you are a child, at least in my conception, you're a child from, from four years to t- 13 years old. After that, you start the cursed ages of 14, 15, 16, there are like high school mostly, and 17, that here in Brazil is still high school, but you're so busy trying to survive senior year in, li- in high school and passing the university exams that is not that cursed because it doesn't have time to be cursed. Anyways, I will tell some stories about my childhood with a specific theme, witchcraft, because that's my main focus, actually. And it's very interesting for me that as lo- when I was like starting to actually study witchcraft to become a witch, I realized that I'll there were a lot of things in there that I kind of already did when I was a kid. And that is crazy. So I'm going to share some of these stories with you. And I may pause sometimes to add some context. Because for me, some, of the, some concepts, some things are natural because of my upbringing. But it may not be for you. But I'll try to keep that as little as possible and focus more on the story. And I'm also starting to write down what I'm going to say so I wonder less on the meaning, like go around a little bit less when I speak. Because, yeah, I tend to do that sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, here, Young Onyx Tales, a witchy childhood. 
grab something to drink, be somewhere comfortable, and let's get to it. So, before actually getting into the stories, I, I need to give you guys some context about where they happened and who I was with when they happened. First things first, I have this very, very close childhood friend, like we actually used to be close and we are not nowadays because we simply grew very different from each other, we grew up very different from each other and we just have many different interests and we it, it simply went apart from each other, there wasn't a big fight. We, we still talk very good terms when we see each other, but we're not friends' friends anymore. But when I was a kid, we were very close. And our parents actually were friends before us. They met each other when I was around seven months old. And this girl is pretty much the same age as me. Just like two months younger. So we were we were the same age and we kind of looked similar to each other. So uh, when we were kids, a lot of people would ask if we were sisters, more specific twins. And I used to spend the great majority of my day in her house because my mom used to work the whole day. And since she didn't need, didn't really have anywhere to like let me be because I didn't have school I studied in the morning I didn't have anything in school and my brother wasn't like old enough to take care of me in a good way he always like uh, let me in this friend's house and I spent the whole afternoon there playing with her she, it was really nice it was really cool because I've always lived in an apartment and this friend actually has a house with a garden. So it was a lot of space for us to run and create things and play around with a lot of stuff. So, most of the stories happen in this friend's house. And then one thing is very important to note, to note about our families that, as I said, I grew up in Kardashian, so I, spirits were always something that I kind of knew existed. But this friend of mine, they were Christians. I don't really know the term for it in English. But in Portuguese, it'd be evangelicals. They are, they are not Catholics and then are Protestants. They are another... Ver... It's another way of being Christian that focuses much more on the Bible, specifically what the Bible says. The name, if you, I try to translate it to a T, it'd be like Gospelists. They focus much more on the Bible and what the Bible says, and rarely t- 
take that as a symbolism like spirits, the cardiacists do. And they didn't believe in spirits, and they were pretty much a Protestant, but they are more they were much more like focused on the Bible and you know that stuff. More traditionally Christians. So sometimes this friend and I would have like fights because of our different religions, like we were children, but we did have some disagreements sometimes. But yeah, we usually like just stopped fighting kept and started to play again because children want to play but as i said i went i used to spend a lot of time in her house in her garden in her garden there were very near the house two trees and for some reason at some point of us playing around we started to call one of them Mother Nature and the other Father Nature. And we used to make like the voices like they were speaking to us. This friend will always make Mother Nature and I will always make Father Nature's voice. And they gave us missions to save the world from evil. Because that's what all the cartoons do, so we used to do that too. And we were like really actually talking to the trees and calling them Mother and Father Nature. When I was starting to get into witchcraft, I learned the concept that most Wiccans have of the god and the goddess as our divine parents that are the nature itself we didn't have any 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 contact with wicca at that point i just like wicca just actually started in brazil very recently like 10 years ago and i was like six at that time so it's like 14 years ago and i was ready like oh hey father nature hey, hey mother nature and we would do stuff like that uh, also one thing that we used to do a lot in the garden is trying to make potions of sorts like we used to oh grab a leaf of that a leaf of that it just it was just a small patch that we didn't touch because my friend's mother used grandmother actually used to used to plant things there for her to cook so we just didn't touch there but the rest of everything was our playground to you make potions and do things that are amazing a lot of magic because we love that and well aside from the obvious mother father nature thing we used to have this habit i don't know if you could call that that habit but there was a consistent thing that we used to do whenever we found and that a dead insect and we held an entire <laughs> funeral ceremony for that insect like we said words to like oh may your 
your afterlife be blessed and whatever I am then you like make a little hole and put the inks are there you like the, the all everything and even putting a flower we used to like pick a flower and put it in there and I was like what <laughs> why did you do that and nowadays I see that this very childish thing is kind of a, a mixture of shamanic things and the way like we have this habit of putting flowers in one stump as like a, a, some, some, some sort of gift that's pretty pain actually give it an offering to the spirit so it can be at ease I just realized that and later on I was studying a little bit of traditional witchcraft there's this book for that and they say <laughs> that there are some kinds of ancestors that like dead insects as an offering I get goosebumps I get them chills that I was fine whatever I remember that but it was nice we were like dig the little grave ourselves with our hands and very very sometimes with a gathering tools that we would find there and we did funeral ceremonies to dead insects and once a dead bird that we found and that was the saddest because we really like birds are very cute and it's very rare that you find an insect cute so bearing something that was more pleasing to us hurt much more and we did we put so much more emotion into that funeral <laughs> I really was, what, what are we doing? <laughs> and aside from that one thing that I did mostly by myself because this friend of mine was training she did karate I always wanted to do but my mom at the time didn't think that was a good idea Thankfully, nowadays she says like, hey, if you find a good martial art class to do, just do it. But my friend was training karate and I was stuck, like being alone in the garden. And what did little Onyx do? I was like, hey, in cartoons, they, they plant something, like they bury something. And that grows into a tree of sad something. What if I make a plant of myself? Child logic. Child logic is everything in this life. Oh my goodness. So, what did I do? I started to think, what does a plant have? Oh, a plant has roots. Has a trunk I was thinking about trees as this thing and has leaves flowers and fruit biology 101 my dears <laughs> so I started to pick 
like a uh, little root of something and a stick of other thing in one and make uh, a small mixture and spit on it so it could have my DNA. <laughs> so it could have my DNA so it'd be a tree of onyx. And I kinda kept it all together with my hair. I tied something with my hair. If you know a little bit about witchcraft, you know how much like hair can be used in the magic and how potent that can be. And after I did all of this, not knowing what I was trying actually to do, but like imagination is everything, I guess. I buried that and I watered it every time that I could. And I was looking, waiting for that to start to sprout and for me to have a flower or an or a plant-like clone of myself. You know, it didn't really work, but it was interesting. I was like, I was trying to do a little alchemy thing, <laughs> I guess. Another very thing, like another very important, very interesting thing that I thought about recently is when I was in this friend's house, we weren't in the garden, we were inside the house watching in a cartoon, I guess. Yes, it was a cartoon with magic. I think it was Benton. Probably it was Benton, the old one. These new ones, I can't. The older ones was so much better. Like the first Benton and the first teen Benton, they were amazing. Things just went downhill after that. I don't like it. But the first one, and it was a, fa a phase that when started to learn how to use magic. And I was all about it. Really, I really love those things. My friend also liked that, but she wasn't that into it. I guess I was, I was born a witch, witch from many, many different lives. Anyway, and at some point, this mom's friend comes, and we start talking about things, and I asked her. If God loved us so much, and if he liked us to be happy that much, why didn't he, he give us power? <laughs> Imagine a child asking you this, and you are a Christian adult woman. She kind of freaked out. But she said, oh, but he did give us power, it's love. I remember I simply looked at that and was like, just that? Nowadays, I do know how much love can be powerful as an emotion and as a form of energy. But back then, I already wanted to have the ability to change the env environment I was 
to change my life to be able to do things and not just wait for them. His mom's friend wasn't very well happy with this kind of question. She didn't actually, she didn't really like to be questioned. But I remember this moment I asked her, like, if God loves us so much, why doesn't he give us enough power to change that? Later on, and I was studying witchcraft, I learned that everybody has this power. Most people just don't know they have, or they don't know how to use it in their favor. Like, at the same time, I joked saying, oh, I am a born witch. I was born a witch. I don't believe you need to be born one to be a witch. Like, you can learn how to be one. I'm learning a lot of things. I have this thing problem from my past lives, but just having it from past lives doesn't do anything if you don't have the knowledge to keep doing this in this current life. So that's the stories that happen in my best friend's garden. Oh boy, I miss that garden. Two stories that I will tell in this episode didn't happen in this friend's house. One of them happened at a beach and the other at my own house, actually my room. Strangely enough, the, my room is also the place where most of the witchy things happen nowadays. Just things about life anyway the first story is when I was still a kid I guess I was like seven years old kinda and we were visiting an uncle of mine that lived in a very small city in the coast of Brazil the city is called Pissarras it's mainly like a very small, simple city with like uh, supermarkets, some more artisanal places, some clothes stores, and mostly the beach. The beach? Beach. I guess it's beach, the, the, the best way to pronounce it. The beach, and there were ev like events in that beach. So, this uncle of mine had a house there. And we used to visit him during the summer to enjoy both the swimming pool he had and to go to the beach and spend the afternoon there. Just like playing around in the sand, going to the ocean, all that good stuff. One day I was by myself, pretty much my parents were sitting more like in the sand and I was much more near the ocean. They told me, like, oh, the, the sea is too agitated, like, it's moving way too much to be safe for you to actually swim. So stay close to us, 
like closer to the sand and don't go very deep then I'm like okay then I just walk, walk did like a couple steps inside the water and sit down so the water would come and go frequently and I'll be like in the water but if anything bad would happen I could just simply get up and run and no problem and for some mysterious reason of this universe I decided that I should come down the sea so even if I couldn't swim other people could and how did I try to come down the sea using sand yes I just like sitting there every time the water would come I'll take a little bit of sand and put it like in circles inside the water and sit in mixture and I was doing that and thinking like oh the sea will be calm this will be calm I will be able to swim the sea will be calm and I don't know how it's like in your country but here in Brazil it's quite common for you to make friends in the beach and like be super friends and play around a lot with each other and swim together and do crazy stuff and like we're with all you've always been friends with them then the next day you don't see them anymore and like a couple days after you don't re even remember this friend existed we call it beach friends. Amigos de praia. So, I was doing this and a boy around my age, maybe a little younger, came to me and asked what I was doing. And I looked him in the eye and said, I'm calming the spirits of the sea with the help of the spirits of the earth. I said that when I was seven years old, seven. And the boy was like, oh, okay, how do I do this too? And I taught him how to do it. And we, for a long time, just sitting there, <laughs> the very kind of border of the, the sea, the ocean there, like there's a lot of sand and all. And, the water would be coming and going and we would be doing this thing with the sand and eventually like hours later the wind the very strong wind that was happening suddenly like went away it stopped kind of it was actually it wasn't a wind anymore it was very a very subtle breeze and with that the sea calmed down we weren't able to swim there because it was already time to leave. But I thanked like the, the sand and said, oh, thank you for helping me. Nowadays, I was, I was reading about like, hereditary witchcraft. There is a very good book about it. And there is a very small session about... Uh see witchcraft like witchcraft you do in the beach 
And I was like, well, now kinda did something like this, maybe elemental work. And uh, every time I remember that, I am I am amazed. How did I pull off these things when I was a kid? Like how I don't even know if that actually worked or if it was something that simply happened because of a coincidence. But it felt so natural at the time to simply do that to calm down the ocean. It's kind of weird if you if now that I start to think about it. Imagine a child doing that very silently. I guess since I was so quiet, my during my usual childhood, my parents didn't really think that it was odd. Anyway, the second story. I was like 10 years old, kinda, and I discovered the wonders of those old bookstores like I don't know the name for it in English but it's a place where you're like oh I have this book that I bought a long time ago but I don't want this book anymore so I go to this store and exchange it for another book or a manga or anything of the sort so I discovered one of those kind of stores very very near the school where I studied so I used to go there quite a lot and there was a magazine that was sort of witched theme like was the theme was uh, was all about witches and no it wasn't the witch magazine I just watched the cartoon very recently that I found out it was actually a magazine this was another I don't remember the name of it but the story was kinda two witches that went from the past to the present to like escape from someone and there is this demon who hunts witches to gain their power and there was a mage that was supposed to help those witches but in the process he lost his memories and it's very weird now that I think about it, but I had one of those magazines that has a lot of things and there was a lot about historical witchcraft, symbols, and a story like in the comic. And in one part of this story, I remember there was one of the main characters and she was trying to contact someone that she had a crush on and even though she didn't know she didn't want to accept that that guy was a form of the demon that was actually trying to hunt down her but she didn't know actually she didn't believe it was true because i guess love is blind but she was trying to make a thing to contact this guy she made she drew a circle on the ground, seated there with her wand, and started to to chant to make a like a spell of sorts, asking the power of this the help for the spirits and everything to help her contact that person. And I, as a ten-year-old person, was like, "Wow, does that work?" 
and I had a lot of things in my in my wardrobe that my mom used to wear when she was younger and she didn't want anymore. So there were a lot of bracelets and necklaces and there is even a necklace and a, a bracelet that you could kind of open and tie them together so it got really big and I was like hey how can what about I try to do that to contact someone who I really like but can really see often so I, I made preparations, sit down in the floor of my room, I made a circle with that necklace bracelet thing, then the, there was a part in the magazine that said that circles are protective. So I put a, a lot of like bracelets, rings and necklaces and everything that I was around that I could find. I took a random stick, uh, uh, something that I had in my room that resembled a wand, sitting there cross-legged, closed my eyes and repeated the spell. But instead of calling the guy the character was doing, I called my, one of my grandparents, my grandpa from my mother's side of the family. And I'm trying to do that a while and didn't work like I thought it would. But later on I received a call from him, so I guess nowadays I know it actually worked. Like I really wanted to contact him. So in a way that worked, but when I was a kid I was kinda hoping he would be liking the comic. So yeah, that was the first spell I did, actually thinking it was a spell. Pretty good, pretty wild, already making a magical circle and wearing protective stuff because I didn't know what was going to happen, because I didn't know anything about witchcraft. And that, that the magazine was pretty good, but I heard that the witch magazine was... Like, uh, Young, Young Witches 101. So, that was the, the, story, the, the two stories that happened outside my friend's house, but all, were also part of my witchy childhood. So yeah, I already had this thing for magic and the craft even before I started to actually study it. Probably the next time I do an episode of Young Onyx Tales I may tell you all how I did get into witchcraft. So we are finally reaching the end of another Onyx Box episode. I hope you enjoyed the stories. I know I enjoyed remembering them because for me, my childhood was a very 
one of my favorite phases so far, like when I was really a kid and discovering the world and just seeing it, just having that kind of innocence to look at things and think they are magical. And, you know, seeing the world as something magical and amazing, it was something that is, is, is something that I really miss nowadays. I'm trying to kind of have this innocence again and remembering those childhood stories kind of reminded me how amazing that was. And before I actually wrap everything up, I want to thank you for you guys for listening what I have to say because I've seen the number of listeners have been growing and that makes me so happy to think there are people out there who dedicate some minutes and sometimes hours of their lives to listen to what this random Brazilian girl has to say and that really warms my heart I really wish I could know a little bit about every one of you but unfortunately I cannot in the way that I wanted but simply knowing there are people who are listening to me and are interested in what I have to say is already something that makes me really happy so I really wanted to take this this small amount of time to express this gratitude towards you so I hope you have an amazing week an amazing weekend uh, stay at home work I hope you are doing well at your your work your studies or whatever you do in your life be have be healthy everything else comes along when you're healthy and well <laughs> until next monday see ya